Welcome to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. Join Dr. Allison House of House Dental in Scottsdale and Sean Zayas, founder of Zana, a company helping dentists extend their care beyond the chair as they lead dentists deeper along the journey of authenticity to reach greater fulfillment in their professional lives and to deliver remarkable patient experiences. At the core of the authentic dentist is a belief that the answer to the current challenges in dentistry is dentists discovering that their greatest asset and point of differentiation is their personal brand, and that forming that brand out of their authentic selves is the best strategy for success in dentistry today. So this is Allison, Dr. House, and I'm here with Sean today, and we had a really good conversation about insurance and asset protection earlier today. And I thought we would share this. Is that okay with you, Sean? I I think that's a great idea because what we discovered when we were talking is it's important as dentists are building something that they care about. You know, they're going all in on their practice. And the last thing they want is for something unexpected to happen that could kind of, I don't know, take away or, or threaten what they've been so committed to building. Well, most people have spent a lot on their education, up to half million dollars. Maybe they've spent a million dollars on a practice. You might have bought a house. I mean, all of this could add up to two million or more that you've invested in your life. And so you do need to think about how are you going to protect it if something happens? And we all want to say, nothing will ever happen to me. But the unexpected does happen. And I think... That's kind of one of the the things that Dr. House and I were talking about is like, I'm naturally very optimistic in my outlook. Like, I'm like, you know what? Like things are going to work out for me. They're going to work out for my, my wife and my family. And I love that about you, that (laughs) optimism. But it doesn't mean that stuff doesn't happen. Surprises that just catch us all off guard. Um, And we both had our share of those things. And that's why it's necessary to protect your practice and yeah, just what you've been, again, what you've been sewing into, what you've been building. And we have quite an extensive list. Um, so whether you're just starting out right now, if not all these things are checked off um, or if you actually find yourself 10, 15 years into dentistry and you realize some of the ways you set this up maybe wasn't uh, set up that well, um, hopefully this can help you kind of revisit that and get stuff in order. And so we're speaking from a, a dentist's point of view and a business person's point of view. We're not attorneys. We're not insurance brokers. So definitely contact somebody who really knows your situation and what's happening with you. But don't be afraid to use the experts. I mean, that's why people come to us, because we're experts. When we need advice, we should go to the experts, too. And you, of all people, know that because you are married to an attorney. I am. And he does not allow me to dispense law advice. <laughs> <laughs> and he even knows uh, he won't give people advice out of his ex- area of expertise, even within law. That's right. So it's like there's just that general respect of, you know, consult the experts, work with professionals. And that's kind of like our, our fun little disclaimer starting off is that um, we're going to give you, you know, some good practices. But basically, yeah, we don't know your situation. So this is not uh, legal advice. <laughs> that's right. It is relevant because I've seen lots of things happen and I want to be prepared in case something happens because I want to take care of my patients, but I also want to make sure my family and my husband and my team are taken care of. 
And that's that's a big part of all this insurance and, and things I put in place. Well, recently, like if you could just give like a broad stroke, um, it happens from time to time that professionals, because of maybe the assets that they have, can be a target um, in certain cir- circumstances, you know? So the first thing I always talk about is car insurance. And the minimum that you have to have in Arizona is I think of 50000 is your, your upper limit. Well, as a dentist, if you should cause an accident or your child should cause an accident, you're responsible and you could get sued. I have the $250,000 policy, which is a little bit more expensive. It's true, but it covers me in case something should happen. And I have a girlfriend who's a pediatrician. And back in the day when we were broke and we just had student debt, she was in an accident and she somebody died in the accident. And it went on for like five years where she was in lawsuits about this. And she didn't have the kind of asset protection because, you see, she didn't have any assets. She didn't think about it. But because she was a doctor, she was a target. It just made me realize that we we do have to be smart and and take care of those things. So if you're starting out right now, um, auto insurance is a must. But we're thinking of auto insurance not just in terms of covering our auto liability, but with the connection to um, our other assets and making sure that it's like the first safeguard in any kind of auto accident to make sure that that, that's kind of why you have extra. It's not just because you're trying to cover your car. No, my car is not worth $250,000, not even close. But if someone should die in an accident that I caused, I would be responsible and they would come after me. And my $50,000 policy is just not going to cut that. I could lose everything. It, it can happen. And what you were saying, not just you, but anyone that's on your policy. That's right. If your 16-year-old causes an accident, again, it's on you. And it, it could. It could wipe out your assets. So it's, it's a little thing, but you really have to start thinking about yourself in that way, that I'm a business owner. So after auto, what would be the next box that needs to be checked? Well, um, I'm thinking about life insurance. And life insurance depends on your stage of life, what you should do. I will tell you, though, that at 22 years old, I bought a million-dollar policy that I totally didn't need at that time because I had no money. I was in dental school. (laughs) But you had lots of debt. I had tons of debt, (laughs) which would get wiped out if something happened to me. But Great West came and offered these policies, and I signed up. And today I pay $80 a year for that million dollar policy. It's nothing, nothing, nothing Mm -hmm. because I was young and healthy and there's no, it's a term life insurance policy, but it never expires. So it's not like I had a 20 year term. Oh my gosh, that, that was totally worth it. And $80 a year seemed like a lot of money back then, (laughs) but today, oh, I'm so glad I did that. So if you're young and just starting out, that's a no-brainer. Um, right now, you're going to qualify and get the best rates um, just because of your age. So even if it doesn't make sense, like Dr. House was saying, she didn't have a lot of assets at the time. If anything, she had the opposite. She had lots of debts. Um, but it was forward thinking. It's thinking about the next 10, 20, 30 years. So you want to get a good policy in place, future-proofing yourself. Exactly. And it's so inexpensive. So when I started my practice, in order to get the loan to start it, I had to have life insurance. Okay. 
So that was another policy that I had to qualify for. Now, at that point, I'm a little bit older. I'm not much older, actually. So I got a pretty decent rate on that, too. But it's it was just another policy. And that will never go to my family. It would go to pay off my my practice debt and to keep my practice running in the event that I, I pass away. And it's, it's hard to think about those things, but they do happen. We all know dentists that have died an untimely death and left an empty practice. Well, so in, in that sense, you're not just thinking about, because um, you called it, you're just talking about life insurance, you said, for your practice, though? I have life insurance for my practice. Okay, wow. So I died. <laughs> the practice at least gets their debt covered. And the banks would not loan me money without it. Wow. Okay. So what other considerations aside from life insurance on your practice do you need to have in the event that something happens to you? And let's say it's not life or death, but it's just some sort of personal injury. So I'm just going to touch on life insurance one more time. Okay, for sure. Yeah. Because I do think it, sometimes people think if their spouse stays home with the kids that they don't need a life insurance policy on them. But it is important to know that your spouse is doing a lot that you would have to hire out. So, so Dr. House is purposely, for some reason, not mentioning me, but we just had this conversation because um, my wife, she's amazing, uh, was a labor and delivery nurse, and now she cares for our five kids. And she doesn't have an income, but it doesn't mean the replacement cost on her is not extremely high. Extremely high. And the reality is you couldn't work. If you had to stay home and take care of your kids, you would have to hire it out. Right. Uh, so that is something that just came up, and that's some steps that I'm going to be taking now. So uh, thank you, Dr. House. You're welcome. So um, the next one is, is disability insurance. And again, that's something you should do in dental school if you're thinking you need it. In most cases, people do want disability insurance. And it's cheaper the younger you are and healthier you are. Okay. In my situation, I do not have disability insurance. And I don't because my husband and I decided that we would cover each other. Okay. But that's a commitment to lifestyle. So we only live on one income. And the other income is invested in what I should be paying in my disability and premium. So if it was something where you guys were living and dependent on both, then you would have um, looked at this decision differently. We would have. Okay. Absolutely. Um, the other thing about disability is I have something pretty unique that is really, it, it really makes me feel safe. So I'm in a group. There's 16 dentists in this group. And if something should happen to me, like I broke my hand and I couldn't work, or if I should die, we would activate the group and someone would come into my office every day, 16 days, and cover the practice so that my practice continued to work even if I'm unable to work. So how common is something like this? See, I don't think it's common, but it's so easy to do. You just get a group of people together that, that make that commitment that you would take care of each other if something should happen. How long have you been part of this? I've been with it 15 years. Okay, so in the last 15 years, has an event happened where someone has been, you know, suffered some sort of short-term disability? We haven't had it in our group However, I do have a friend that had a disability and we covered him even though he wasn't in our group. That's, that's amazing. But in 15 years, nothing's happened. No one has died. No. And no major disability. And this person was only off for about two months. Oh, that's wonderful. But it, it does make you sleep better at night knowing right, right, right. that that would continue. 
So I know when we were talking, you were thinking, okay, so you have a short-term plan. So again, a group like this covers for six months? You can set up however you like. Okay. Um, six months is most common. And that's because if you don't recover in six months, you need to sell the practice. So that's what I thought was fascinating. You have the short-term plan of like, if this is something that I can recover from, great. I have something set up in place and then I'm coming back. Everything's great. But if it's something that's going to be long-term, whether it's you're, you died and you're no longer part of the practice or whether it's some, again, um, disability that stays with you and impairs you in your ability to stay as a dentist, then you know you need to start looking to sell your practice. That's right. That's right. And you should be able to have it sold in six months. Well, so for a younger dentist right now, um, again, these numbers, it's not like they're, they're fixed, you know, but I just think it's great, Dr. House, that you've thought through this of like, okay, short term, I can, I know what to do. I've got a plan for this. I got a contingency set up and long term, if something comes up, well, then I just have to have an exit strategy and pretty much sell my practice, um, or do something else. Um, now how does something like a will or a trust come into play when it comes to, let's say, if you ended up with, with a disability? My husband is an attorney, so I do have a will. But we also have some agreements that we've created, just the two of us. And one of them is, is how long we would wait. If something happened to me, he can only wait three months before he should go ahead and sell the practice, which would stink. But if I'm in a coma for three months, please just sell the practice. And if I recover... Great, we'll rebuild somewhere else. But you have to, your practice value goes down as time goes on and you're not there. So you just need to have that, this is the line in the sand, sell it, make those decisions. And you should have all of those for all kinds of things that might happen. You know, what is your plan if you put on life support? What do you want? What are your wishes? Um, So we have have a lot of those things written down. Um, And because you are a clinician, And you're not just giving advice. You're not just thinking about your mental impairment. You're thinking about your physical capabilities because dentistry is very physical. Dentistry is very physical. And sometimes, yeah, your disability policy won't always cover things. So you just need to make sure that you've had some pieces in place. Make sure that you do have some investments. Make sure that you have decided if three months you need to sell your practice so you're not losing money on it. So I'm just going to go for it. It might be a dumb question, but... Do you need to like insure your hands? Like, has anyone done that? Like, like I know sometimes musicians or you hear like famous people, they insure parts of their body. And I guess this is more of like a, it might sound like a, a trendy podcast that's talking about some weird thing in the news, but I'm just curious, like, is that something people do? I, I haven't ever heard of anybody okay. doing that. I would say that my brain was a little more important, but yes, both my hands and my brain are very important for the practice of dentistry. So... Again, the reason why we're talking about this is that if you're a younger dentist or even older dentist and you haven't set these things up, um, it's incredibly important. Um, so specifically, is there anything when it comes to like a will or a trust that needs to be in place? Well, and again, this is not legal advice. No, my husband would kill me. You know, the, the reality is that you do need a will. And he'd get $3 million. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some rule, though, if you kill your spouse, you don't get the money. There, there's some rule. Like there's got to be, right? <laughs> no. Um, in my will, when uh, the kids were little, I wanted to have some deciding factors on what would happen to them. And so you want to have this, um, that you've, you've written down what would happen to your children, um, what would happen to your practice. 
you're thinking through some of these things. Mark and I also have what's called a post-nup, which is unusual, and you should talk to your lawyer before you do anything. But a prenup, if you've been married before and you have children and you have your own practice, a prenup is probably important. Going into a Going into second a, a or, marriage. Yep. Yeah. Because you, you just want to think about, well, I do want to leave this practice for my kids. or and, and maybe you're not thinking about that, but it's a big deal if you get divorced and you lose half your practice. Mm-hmm. In our situation, we have a post-nup and we have that post-nup to protect us from a lawsuit. So if he should get sued or I should get sued, it is already written down that mine is mine and his is his. And that's just for liability reasons. Right. Uh, kind of like another layer, like an LLC does. It just kind of... Right. right. You're just creating layers of protection. Now, if your spouse is not in a situation where they could be sued for malpractice or something else, then I probably wouldn't worry about it. But since we are in a situation where we're both vulnerable to that... Two working professionals that have a lot of assets, a lot at stake, you know... Instead of like, if if your situation is your spouse is like my spouse, where they don't have necessarily assets that they've built, they don't have a practice of their own. Well, everything for you is community. Mm-hmm. And it should be. I guess everything's for us is community too. But we did want to have that distinguish in case we should be sued for something. Um, so there's a whole nother, lots of other things that you need to consider. Um, so you even have like an umbrella policy. Tell us about that. So we talked about the car insurance that I've bumped it up to 250000 and that's because that was my max. I own my home, so I have homeowner's insurance. And my homeowner's insurance is such that if someone should die in a car accident and I had to pay $250,000 and I was sued for millions, my homeowner's insurance would pick up until a million. Okay. And then I have what's called an umbrella policy. The umbrella policy covers everything else. If... I was sued for $3 million. The umbrella policy would kick in after the homeowner's insurance and cover me. And it's a scary thing, but it does happen. Um, it will not cover you for fraud. I should say that. <laughs> if you do something fraudulent, it will not cover you. But pretty much anything else, it's going to cover you. And it's just another layer that makes you feel safer. And to find out how to get these things set up, you'd want to talk to an insurance broker. Like, where do you go? You definitely want to talk to an insurance broker. Okay. You don't want to call Geico and just talk to somebody on the phone. You want to go in and have a real insurance broker sit down and go through what do you really need and how are these layers working because they all have to work together in order for you to be safe. And there's a few more layers, isn't there? Which ones are you talking about? Well, there's malpractice insurance. There's health insurance. There's. So you, you, we all have to have malpractice insurance and just in order to practice. I don't think you can sign up with insurance, with any um, dental insurance without that. Okay. So that $1 million, $3 million, I think it is. Um, but that actually isn't the same as business insurance. So you have to have some insurance for your business. I know, it gets crazy. But malpractice would be something like, I pulled the wrong tooth. Right. Something happened there. Or like an infection because of something, some something happened. thing, yeah. And the reality is, Doctors make mistakes. If you practice for 40 years, you will make one mistake. Hopefully, it won't turn into anything big. But it, it's going to happen. So, so you do need your malpractice insurance. Your business insurance is if somebody slips and falls in your waiting room that you're not even treating, you're responsible. Even if they're just like leaning on the chair the wrong way and they fall, totally their fault. They're on your premise. There's a chance they could see you. Yeah. 
there's some other pieces in that business insurance too, though, for f- if you should have a flood, um, a disaster, something happened to your practice, like it burned up. I mean, you, you have those things in place too. And that's why you want, again, a professional looking over all of these, um, yeah, all of these insurances to make sure that they are in alignment with each other and that they cover all the bases that need to be covered. Which is why you just can't call somebody up. You've got to meet with somebody because it's very variable on what your life is like and what you need. And I haven't even talked about getting income. You know, if your business should be flooded, do you have business interruption income coming in? Hmm. Um, Because that's not going to be covered on your disability. You're not disabled. Gotcha. Okay. So the ADA has some really good policies through Great West that you can look at. I think they're less expensive than anything else on the market just because the ADA has it. It's specific for dentists. Mm-hmm. But yeah, talk to people. There's there's probably a lot of policies out there that'll take care of you. And again, we're sharing this because at the end of the day, if you spend a decade, two decades, three decades pouring everything you care about, your passion, your life into this profession, and then some unexpected event happens. Because life happens, whether it's an accident or, or again, just something unexpected. That's what setting up all these insurance policies is for. It's for what you're not planning. No one's planning for some person to like go into cardiac arrest in the waiting room, um, you know, or, or for some other tragic thing to happen. And that's why you just don't want to leave something that you've poured so much into to be, um, I don't know, just, just vulnerable to, to getting possessed by some unexpected happening, you know? Because this is your life's work. And and you want to reap that reward at some point. And you want your family. I mean, you've sacrificed so much, we all have, in order to get this business running, in order to get your degree. You don't, you want your family to have benefited from that. So another thing we talked about is just, you know, hopefully we're assuming that you set up your actual uh, dental practice correctly, um, you know, and that you have, a CPA that you trust that is doing everything, you know, so that they're protecting your liability, even when it comes to the way that you've incorporated. Um, and again, it depends on, I guess, what state you're in. Um, yeah, consult someone that knows what they're talking about, but there's a reason why I've set up the LLCs the way I've set them up. Um, you know, I even heard from, I don't know if it was a small business attorney, but they were saying you need to have your own LLC first and that LLC owns your share in your business LLC. So it's just another layer of protection. And it sounds silly, but you really do have to have it. I'm an S corp, which I can't tell you much about. I just know that this is the way I file taxes. And it made sense based off of probably the information that was given to you to say, okay, based off of what I care about considerations, tax liability, S corp is going to be the best fit for me, for you, for that circumstance. So yeah, we just advise, um, Work with professionals in these manners. You don't want to leave it up to some uneducated individual advising you uh, on these important issues. Yeah. So um, health insurance. And I think we all know we need to have health insurance. But again, it's, it's that asset protection. And we don't usually think of it as asset protection. We think about it as, as protecting our health or covering our medication. But the reality is if you were in a serious accident or you had some kind of cancer, that could wipe everything out. I mean, if you had to pay for cancer treatment, that could wipe out your entire 401k, your practice, everything. Yeah, You need to have it. 
your $10 million in treatment, it happens. I mean, you know it happens. So it, it's an asset protection. It's expensive. I get irritated about it, but I write the check. I think these are some of the unexpected costs on top of your crazy expensive education that when you're seeing the dream of being a dentist, you can't be, you can't be seeing all of this, you know? And no, and it all sounds very scary, but it's just, it's just like somebody coming into you that has several teeth that need to be treated. You know, they don't know, and it's scary for them to tell you what's happened and what they've done. But once they've told you and you've diagnosed it and you have a plan, they're fine. They'll go through with it. It's the same for us. We don't know. It sounds scary. But you sit down with an expert, you give them the information, and they'll create the plan for you, and it'll be fine. It's just a matter of going to the expert. And that's really what we want to encourage you guys with right now. You know, if if there's one of these items, whether it's auto, home, uh, in a, an umbrella policy, or even, I know you said everyone needs malpractice, but I'm sure there's different even levels of that. Or, or is it is it all the same? I'm sure there is, but I, I don't know. Because you're not a malpractice. I'm not a malpractice insurance person. <laughs> I do know that I use um, Brown and Brown. Okay. And I can call them whenever I have an issue. And when I say issue, like somebody's complaining and saying they're going to put me, put a review on Yelp if I don't give them a refund, which is extortion, by the way. Right. I can call my malpractice and say, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And somebody will always help me. So- that is a beautiful resource and one that I think might be worth finding a, a company that you're really comfortable with. And it, it does, I'm sure there's something around the world. Um, I think the dental insurance company is one of them. But there's people that will talk to you and help you through those kinds of issues. Yeah, that's great. So um, in closing, I mean, someone is starting out, they're overwhelmed, and we're kind of wanting to let them know, like, it's just one step at a time. You can take care of all these things. Um, and really, it's just going to help give you that peace of mind that you know that your practice is taken care of, you know? And then you can go forward, love your dentistry, make a difference, and not have to worry about, I don't know, possibly risking all of it because you didn't have all these things taken care of. So, And it sounds scary, but it's not. Find somebody that'll help you, just like you help your patients, and you can solve this very easily. But you do have to take the first step. So we just encourage you to take that step. And yeah, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, we just want to be here for this journey of you building that practice that matters. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. To join Allison and Sean on this journey, hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Here's to your success. Express yourself fully. Live authentic.